0: Welcome to the Inside Edge. The Blue Jackets in their second week of training camp and already have two preseason games under their belts. And the third one is coming up tomorrow night at 7 o'clock at Nationwide Arena, a game you'll be able to hear right here on the fan. Bob McElligot with Jody Shelley. And, Jody, let's talk about uh, the two games against the Pittsburgh Penguins on Sunday. The split squad, one played in the afternoon and lost 3-2 to in overtime. The other one played at home and dominated over the Penguins uh, 5-1. to on Sunday night, and that game in particular, uh, the debut, the preseason debut of Johnny Goudreau playing with Patrick Linea and Kent Johnson in the middle. From the time Kent Johnson was drafted fifth overall last summer, the question was, is he a centerman, is he a winger? He's been playing the wing at uh, Michigan, he's been playing the wing on Team Canada, hasn't played center in a while. What did you think as you watched that game and you saw those uh, 60 minutes of him playing between a couple of elite players as to whether or not he can be a centerman in the NHL?
1: Well, I'll tell you, I I, I would really want it to work. I watched it with a lot of optimism because the IQ of Johnny and Patrick is off the charts. And... The way they play the game, the way they approach the, the puck, the way they can make defenders stop and, and freeze and, and speed up, it's incredible. So a guy like Johnson who plays the game on the other side of creativity, he's he can he can. – there's been creative players come in here that were mostly creative but didn't understand um, when to be and when not to be, and he, he sometimes pushes it. It gets a little too fancy. I liked what he did the other night. You know, when – to me – for a young guy like that to have the confidence to look off line A and Goodrow and shoot the puck, it's a big deal. It shows you that he's got, he understands when he should do things because if you're a player and you're sitting out there and you have those two guys on your wings, you're doing nothing but looking that way. You're always trying to force him to puck. Uh, but Johnson's ability to be confident in, in, in what he is, uh, he wasn't great on the faceoffs. I mean, you got to win faceoffs, or those guys don't have the puck. They're going to have offensive zone starts all year. He's got to dial in on the faceoffs. That was one of the negatives. But I liked his uh, ability to play within himself and also be on their level as thinking and getting the puck up the ice and, and making plays continue. You know, you're putting that spot as, as a young player. And if you get the puck and the and the, the play dies, it's just, a, it's you know what the wingers are thinking, like, oh, this this doesn't work. But I felt like the comments from Johnny Goodrow after kind of gave him a good endorsement. Uh, but personally, I liked it. Um, is it something that other teams found easy to play against? I didn't get enough to see out of that Pittsburgh team. They didn't really bring much here. And the Blue Jackets had some, some pretty good firepower. So first showing, I didn't think he did himself uh, – any any negativity or, or any disservice by the way he played with those guys.
0: And one of the biggest problems or challenges, I should say, with a young guy playing center in this league is the defensive, the defensive responsibilities in your own zone. Uh, Patrick Liney was very complimentary to him after the game where he said, uh, I think Kent Johnson's going to go for the Calder Trophy and the Selkie in the same year this year. Uh, and so that is um, – can you win that job out of camp? And you're right, the face-offs and, and Ken admitted that he's he's got to get better on the face-offs. Can you win that job by your defensive play in your own zone in camp? That's all they watched. And when you listen to uh, Pascal Vincent,
1: who was the acting head coach behind the bench for that game, you know that's what he was watching for that night. So you can. I mean, you. I don't know if you can win the job, but you can start a positive impression. And I think that's what he. All you have to do is. Uh, show and erase some doubt in some areas where it's easy to sit back as an analyst or a scout or, you know, a GM and say, I don't know if he can do it defensively. Uh, when you go out and have an effort like that and have an endorsement like that, uh, check the box and the positive side. So, you know, it's something to work on for sure. Does he have to play Senator this year? No, he doesn't have to. Uh, he's played a lot of hockey this season. We talked with the Armo last week on this very show about that. And, you know, they're going to watch him closely. Uh, and see what he does. But, uh, you know, he's definitely one of those. Uh, to me, he is the uh, – he would be a candidate that would be like – he's the favorable in a sense of he's young, he's highly skilled, and he thinks the game well. And it would be good to have a you know one of those high draft picks come in and do that. That would be the optimal thing. But right now I think it's a shiny object, that whole line is. Uh, so I think that, you know, there, there's a lot of us – Uh, thinking, boy, if he could fit in there, that would be one of the most dynamic as far as offensive skill lines in the National Hockey League.
0: The other thing that really stood out in that game was the power play when you got to see Voracek, Goudreau, Laine, Wierenski, and actually Justin Danforth was out on that power play playing at the center position. But you got a little glimpse of what it could be. And for a team that has struggled with their power play for a number of seasons – you hope that during the regular season it looks like it did the other night.
1: Yeah, and that again was a walkthrough, but it had some great indicators, you know about uh, these coaches have had a game plan now ever since the the, the rosters have been kind of come to form in July. And you know assignments and who's going to play where and and who's going to control what and you know obviously Zach Rincey is going to be the puck carrier or, or the center point uh, on the ice with that, but you got Goodrow there on that on that right side and and it, it's. It's good to have a commander like that. You know, we had Jake there, but now Jake moves to a different spot. So that's a luxury to have. And when you have a power play, think how many times in the past few years where that's taken away momentum from a game, where it just comes up short, and your top players are frustrated and they look confused or they look disappointed uh, to get back to tie a game or to get that extra goal or to get back in the game. And so you know, it's a massive point of emphasis. And yes. Uh, you could see a major improvement there, which would help in a lot of different ways, not only results, uh, but the way these players play together
0: and, and their confidence as a group. Yeah, you're right. Uh, there have been so many times in the last two years, you wish you could decline a penalty. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Everyone was like,
1: oh, maybe this is the one that will get it <laughs> right, going. Right, you know? yeah. But then when it wasn't, it was like we should have declined a And the there were some good moments. I mean, there were yeah. some good moments last year where they, you know, they had some good percentages. You look at the start of the season – uh, the first 10 games was, you know, the good, the best scenario for this team. Uh, gave them confidence, brought them together as a group. They felt good as a power play. But then there was injuries and things had to adjust. So we'll, we'll see. I and mean, that, that's the thing about the regular season we have to remember, too. There's going to be a lot of different factors, a lot of different players. You know, we're going to talk with James w- Neal tonight. Uh, he's here on a professional tryout with the Blue Jackets. Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful – it's really not an interview. It's a conversation with him. And – you know, we're just going to sit down and, and see what he has to say. And he's he's a guy who I would expect, um, as a veteran guy, has some some great views on, on what he sees with this team and his career.
0: Yeah, and there are some guys that are in this camp. Uh, Victor Rask is here yeah. on a professional tryout. Ben Harper is here on a professional tryout. Guys that have plenty of National Hockey League experience that are looking for another chance. They're looking to to make their mark somewhere. And so, yeah, we talk – we've been talking for years about all these young players and who might crack the lineup, but here are some veteran guys that are coming in and hoping that they can be a part of what's going on here. So, with that, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we will have the real deal, James Neal, joining us on the Inside Edge here on 97.1 The Fan. Welcome back to the Inside Edge. The Blue Jackets are back in action tomorrow night, preseason game against the Buffalo Sabres at Nationwide Arena. I'm Bob McElligott with Jody Shelley, and we are joined right now by James Neal, who is here on a professional tryout with the Blue Jackets in this camp, already picked up a goal in Pittsburgh on Sunday afternoon. And James, uh, you're a guy that is uh, has a lot of experience in this league. Uh, you played with a lot of teams this summer. What made the Blue Jackets attractive to you that you decided to sign this tryout and, and come here and try to make this club?
2: Uh, well, I think, uh, you know, they're how, how young of a team they are. Um, they, need, uh, they need a little bit of a, an older guy, a little experience, and, uh, you know, I know uh, how important that is uh, the way I came up in, through Dallas, through Pittsburgh. Um, you know, you lean on those older guys, and they uh, they help you a lot and kind of mold you into the, the, the person and player you are as you, as you go along. So, yeah. Um, you know, I was down in Springfield at the end of the year last year, and, you know, I could uh, uh, you know, I could see the young guys kind of leaning on me, uh, me there and, um, you know, just trying to help everybody out and, uh, you know, give my experiences and, um, you know, everything I've done in my career, uh, you know, win, lose, uh, being traded, all those things. You know, I got a lot of uh, experience with uh, different things in the league, and, um, you know, I was just trying to, to help them out. So I felt like I could still play. Uh, I wanted to still play and, and felt good. And, um Columbus is good enough to give me an opportunity here, so I'm going to try to make the most of it. And uh, You know, I feel really good coming into camp. You know, you talk about that,
0: uh, the older guys leading the younger guys, and it's kind of funny how the game is changing. Uh, the game is getting so much younger, and I think even in the American League, there used to be maybe four or five guys around that had some NHL experience and were back and forth and, and could help. And I don't know that there's that many guys anymore on those rosters like there were at that time. But let me ask you, when when you first came in way back with uh, Dallas, um, were there some older guys that helped you along that maybe now that you're on the other end of it, uh, you're trying to be like those guys?
2: Yeah, uh, um, big time. Uh, when I came into Dallas, I lived with Brad Richards for the three years I was there. He was a you know a huge mentor to me, and um, you know a guy I looked up to. Um, you know watching him play hockey as I was in um you know not even in junior yet so uh he was great for me um became really good friends with him and uh he helped me along big time but um you know going in the locker room uh you know as Jody would know Mike, Mike Medano you know Marty Turco, Brendan Morrow, Sergei Zubov, Yuri letnin um you know these guys were you know the guys that I was around all the time and uh uh, you know, you just learn so much from, them. and I think uh, that's the biggest thing that's changed in the game now. Is you, you go into a locker room and you're like, looking around for for those older guys, and they're they're not around. Um, so I think that's definitely uh, definitely a harder thing, and it's a, it's a big thing that's changed. And uh, I played in Iowa my first uh, my first year pro. I, I played the whole year in uh, in the American League, and um, there was five six guys like you said that were you know pretty solid NHL players that have been up and down for a long time and had played played a long time in the NHL so the you know they helped you out a lot too um, and then going down now I you know going down at the end of the year last year and, and playing you know going up against different teams I you know I wouldn't know one one guy two guys on the team and I think that's uh, that's how much things have changed and um, I don't know if it's for the better or not but uh, you know I certainly love being around those older guys as I as I came up they were always great to me and uh, like I said, you, you learned a lot, so I'm kind of in that role now, and um, you know I, I enjoy that, and uh, you know I'll give back as much as I can.
0: Another change there, Jody. First year, of the entire year in the American Hockey League. That's changed now. Guys just bounce right into the NHL. Yeah. Maybe they spend a little bit of time there, but doesn't seem like as much anymore. Yeah,
1: more teams, more jobs in the NHL. And and James, we're we're pulling for you because this has been the youngest team in the league for a long time, and and you know it's great to hear you're at that point in your career where. You're looking for the older guy, but, hey, you're the older guy. You know, it, it's it, it's kind of like a, a rite of passage, and this team needs it. You know, you look at um, – well, you were in St. Louis last year, so that must have been an experience where you're like, okay, there's a lot of pieces that are here that, you know, this is a championship team. Uh, you even probably learned from that experience too, right?
2: Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Jody. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I love St. Louis. Uh, I learned a lot from, from them. Um, but it's just uh, – it's a culture. You know it's just a winning culture you walk into that dressing room and uh you know it's just it's a veteran guy after veteran guy and those guys have won too so just the feel and how how things are uh uh run on a daily basis how guys practice how they play how they how they hang out how they're around each other how they hang out on the plane um you know dinner is just the whole thing is uh you know it's uh it's it's impressive so um you know I've, I've been a part of those teams we had that in Nashville uh we lost the Stanley Cup Finals to Pittsburgh um you know I went to Vegas the following year and uh, I took a lot from from Nashville and, and getting to that point and whether it's coaches players everything and you know I tried to bring that into 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 Vegas and we did a heck of a job um building a culture there and and leaning on each other and then going on a heck of a run there and almost winning um and then you know going into calgary but you know I learned so much from from being on winning teams i've played a lot of uh i played a lot of playoff games i've played uh um, you know in the postseason i think uh every year since my second year in the nhl so um you know i've 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 been there i've, I've seen it i've been this close to, to winning and um you know a lot goes into that and, um you know i think a lot of guys don't understand how hard it is to how hard it is to win but how hard it is to build a, a, a culture where you you uh, you know you love each other there and you're you're going to bat for each other every night. So um, that's something I'm I'm, I'm going to bring uh, bring here and uh, you know guys guys will learn and you uh, you know they'll see that from from your play and the way way the guys um, you know go out each night. So um, you know I'm ex- I'm excited. I uh, I went down to the American League and and uh, you know did that and tried to help them win a win a championship down there as much as it it's hard going down there, and, and uh, you know, a lot of times I was thinking, like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? But I think it's, you know, you look at the guy next to you, the younger kid that's growing up, you're you're doing a lot for them too and, and helping them, and, and, you know, that helps you out as well. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's fun. I still love coming to the rink every day.
1: Now, it's interesting. That there's the perspective, right, of, of kind of being humbled a little bit. I mean, the, the, do you feel like – um cuz that's not easy for a guy who's been an all-star uh, what 10 time 20 goal scorer or something like that. Now you get the call that you're going down to the American Hockey League. Uh, did you have to look at yourself in the mirror and make adjustments?
2: Yeah, it's uh it's a humbling experience. Like, you know, I whole, you know, I I was kind of the guy, you know, scored goals and uh just the way I carry myself, you know, I I want to be the best. I want to you know, do it this way, you know, and I I I just didn't want my ego to get in the way, you know. Like I, when I was, get, I was sitting in the um, sitting in the room with Doug Armstrong, he told me I was going to be put on waivers. I think he was kind of shocked when I said, "Okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll I'll go down to you know the American League. Give me a day here. I'm going to figure things out, and I'll go uh, I'll go down to Springfield." And I kind of everyone was like, "Because <laughs> you're a confident guy." Yeah, absolutely, and. Uh, 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 they you know they were kind of like oh, okay, but a lot a lot of those guys in the dressing room like Ryan O'Reilly, you know Shen Robert Portuzo perron you know they were like they're like don't don't give up on us like they're like we want you here, you know you get get healthy get get your legs back under you and then we'll you know hopefully you'll be back in playoffs and I was like you know what that's that's a good way to good way to put it I'm I'm gonna go go uh go down there and get get ready, um. And then you know what I was like game after game after game, and I was like, you know, I'm sitting on the bus, going on yeah. into a three and three and three, and I've been playing in the NHL for 15 years, um, you know, made some good money, scored a lot of goals in the NHL, and uh, and I'm just looking out the window like, what the heck is going on here? Like, um, but uh, you know, it was fun. I I enjoyed, uh, like I said, enjoyed being around the guys down there, um, and uh, you know, I just wanted to help them out and uh as much as I helped them out they were helping me out too so like I was getting my game back and I was like you know what I can still I, I still like I can feel the feel the puck I can f- I can feel good out here so you know we ended up going this, to the finals and um it was a good good run for us and uh we finished in July which is a little late but uh <laughs> you know I I uh, it was a quick quick turnaround but uh it was uh it, it was fun so uh it was definitely very very humbling and um you know as i've talked to different guys different sports uh, i live in nashville in the summers and you run into guys that play football baseball the year around a lot of different guys and um uh you know one guy is jp and Sebia, he was a back catcher for the blue jays I've known him for a long time but he he was one guy who reached out to me he was like you know don't let your he's like i would just still like to p-. he got sent down in the minors and that thing and he and he just retired and he's like i wish i wouldn't have let my ego get in the way like i wasn't gonna go down and do that he's like go have fun and um you know, a lot of guys guys would say that you know that you can, you're going to be retired for a long time. So, um, once you pull the plug, the, it's uh, it's done. So, um, go as long as you can. And um, I felt like I was in good shape. And I've been Gary Roberts. I've trained with for oh, yeah, and half so uh, you know he's he's uh, he's like my second dad, and he's helped me out a ton. So, I've learned a lot from him. I was home with him for a month, living with him and training, and I just felt really good coming into this camp.
1: So. You know, it's you look at experiences and you, and you think of all the good ones and, and then for you to check your ego and go down and have that attitude, it's probably why you're here today. I mean, I, when you look at it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it is. Um, you know, I think, uh, just everything happens for a reason. Um, you know, I think God has a plan for you and, uh, you kind of just got to go with that. And, um, uh, yeah, just kind of put everything aside, just kind of live in the moment. And, uh, you know uh things could be way worse I'm en- I'm enjoying playing hockey I'm going to the rink every day so uh you know I can't uh, can't say I got a tough life so it's good
1: no and I want to ask you Bob before you jump in that uh, now I look at a guy like Gus Nyquist and I like his grumpiness there's and, and I mean that as a compliment in a, in a locker room it's refreshing when guys hold little things accountable I didn't didn't never I've never played with you but I I had a sense that you were a little like that early in your career, and you're probably more so now, but in a good way. Do you feel that? Yeah, I, I agree. I
2: think uh, that was the first thing. I, I don't know Gus either. I just know him from the last three <laughs> days, but I know exactly what you're saying. But it's like, I, why are we doing this? It's but, too late, or you that, know, <laughs> I, that that comes from those the guys he came up exactly. with. Exactly, right? he comes from the Zetterbergs, the Lindstrom, right. uh, the Datsukes. Uh, you know, all those guys he came up, and that's how that's how they were. It's it's funny, you know, and it's 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 a compliment. It is because it's. It is, uh, it is funny to see that. You don't see enough of that anymore. No. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of gone. So, um, I, it, you know, I kind of came in at the era where that old, it was the old school. Yeah. I kind of been around for, I've seen, you know, like three different types of hockey here, um, as we go into, you know, the young kids and like you said, the, the American, they kind of skipped the American league, uh, you know, nowadays and they use the NHL as a little bit of a development league, which, you know, is, is, is different, but, uh, you know, for me, looking back, you know, the AHL is very beneficial for me and staying back a year and, and learning. But I do think you need the, the older boys around uh, to keep everybody accountable for sure. <laughs>
1: you know, Bob, you don't want to see guys just marching to do orders and not <laughs> complaining a little bit. There's got to be a little pushback. Absolutely. I think coaches like that. Some of them anyway. No, but I think <laughs> they do. They just sit around the back and drink coffee and, and try to make decisions all day. It's good to be like, hey, did you hear what he said? That, that might
0: work. We are talking with Blue Jackets forward James Neal, who's in camp on a professional tryout with the Blue Jackets. We'll continue our conversation right after this on 97.1 The Fan. Welcome back to the Inside Edge. The Blue Jackets continue their preseason action tomorrow night at home against the Buffalo Sabres. The buckle drop at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage starts right here on The Fan at 645. We are talking with James Neal, who is in Blue Jackets training camp here on a tryout. James, if you go all the way back to junior hockey, you played in Plymouth and you played with Jared Bull, who has uh, gone from being a National Hockey League player to now being a National Hockey League coach. Uh, when you were looking around for a good situation, you already told us earlier that, you know, Columbus is young and you thought there might be a chance here. But um, was Jared Bull any kind of a, a salesperson for you or, or did you contact him? And
2: did you guys talk before you decided to do this? Yeah, I called uh, I called Bullseye. Um, you know here knowing that uh you know they, they would need some older players here and just just to put in a good word you know I bet like i like you know it's just been around a long time you meet a ton of guys a lot of guys uh a lot of guys i've played with that are now coaching and, and last year was the exact same steve ott called me i was he i lived with them in uh in dallas and we played together and otter's assistant coach in st louis he called me and said hey what are you doing you still playing you you want to come to camp yeah okay let's go i'm on a pto and i was very similar to here and um, you know I know Rick Nash really well and I know Lars just a little bit from uh, from different things we have a lot of mutual friends and um, I know this organization's uh, you know a good one and they have all really good people they have a lot of obviously ex-players that, that are here and that are around and, and they're building a good culture here so um, I thought it'd be a you know a great fit so uh, it's been uh, you know really nice to be around I know I've, I've visited here lots and there's not one, one player that's played here and not said a good word about it so um, you know, uh, things have worked out good. Uh, really, really happy to be here. It's it's been nice, and obviously the facility's great. I walked you like them? Right walked right into a brand new facility, <laughs> so can't can't beat that. Yeah.
0: Hey, now I was looking at your junior stats, and I noticed there was one season that Jared Bull actually had more goals than you did. I think you had 26. He had 28. Now, in all fairness, you had more points. Oh really? But I was shocked when I saw that. And and it, it's funny. What it made me think of though is how. A um, player has a role in junior, and then he makes it to the pro ranks, and whether it's in the American League or in the National Hockey League, and all of a sudden you get kind of put into another uh, another category. You had Tommy Sestito on that team too, yeah. as a matter of fact, and I, I think that one team. year you guys were like yeah, right we in a row in points, yeah. like right you were yeah. one, we Bowler had a, was two, and three. We had a crazy team. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was funny. Bullsey came in. uh, Yeah, it was in Plymouth. Bullsey came in. This kid from Lincoln. uh, in the USHL, he had long, blonde hair, good-looking yeah. kid, and we're like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> and, But he was all, like, trying to trying to be skilled. Like, he was skilled. Like, he was he was a good hockey player, so he was doing all stuff. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, he had a goal and assist in, like, the first game, and then all of a sudden his gloves are off and he's pounding some guy, and we're like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> so, yeah, so he played. we played on the same line pretty much our whole junior career, and, and we lived together, too uh so we became really good friends and we spent a lot of time together um so and then he he went up uh and he well he came back with me we lived in Whitby in my hometown and and uh just outside Toronto and Bolsey came back and we lived together in Whitby and trained together skated together and uh and then uh he ended up Adam Foote was was my next door neighbor so he uh we trained with him too and then uh he he came here and uh he made the team right out of camp and um you know i couldn't have been more happy and proud of him and uh he was in the nhl and i was in the american league and i was jealous i was like, i gotta get to the nhl like Bolsey. <laughs> so it was funny but then you know when i when we started crossing paths and playing against each other it was uh it, it was it was good so he had a heck of a career and um he's doing a great job here and you can see how well liked he is and you know how everyone looks up to him and how, how uh how well respected he is.
0: Yeah, see, I remember when Jody was a first and second line guy in Johnstown in the ECHL. Jingle Town. I mean, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was a scorer. He he Junior. was just, he was what you said, he was he was a scorer that would also uh, you know, keep people accountable at the same yeah. time. And then but it you used to changes. fight, you fight, you're not a little bit, a little, bit, drop, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I fights.
2: think you just have to at you just have to. That's yeah. how it was. Yeah. Like, you want to get involved, you, right? Yeah, you just yeah, like you, I mean, and you know, it gives you a little room out there guys respect you a little bit more too, so but uh, yeah, going through junior it was that's just that's just how it was, and then you know coming in the NHL. But um, yeah, it's things have uh, things have changed,
0: it, and it's changed so much that like the other day, and you know, unfortunately, what happened to Ben Harper in yeah. Pittsburgh. There, I mean, you don't see fighting much anymore, and then when you see a guy get uh, dropped like
2: that, it's uh, it's almost shocking today, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I mean, no one likes to see that, but uh, you know, it, it does happen. But uh, I don't think you. You need to take the fighting out of the game. I think you do need it. you need guys accountable, especially with everyone, all the kids coming up too. Like, um, but you're you're seeing it less and less. So guys know what to, what to do out
1: there. I want to ask you. Um, you talked about Gary Roberts training in the off season. It's a credit to you to stay with it because I look at these guys and they're almost like robots with how they eat, how they train, and they have uh, psychologists, they have uh, dietitians, they have all these different elements throughout the training how, how is your summer this year how was it compared to like the previous years was it the same and, and how's camp been
2: yeah um yeah gary's uh like i said he's like a second dad to me he's got me on that regimen where you, you you are like a robot you eat you eat sleep train and, and you and you play hockey um this year was different uh we di- we, f- we finished uh the start of July. We, 'cause we were in the we were in the American Hockey League playoffs, uh in the finals there. We lost to Chicago in the finals. So we lost the same night that Tam, or that Tampa lost and and Colorado won. Uh so it was I got home July fifth or sixth to Nashville and uh guys were already full, full out skate- yeah. skating and, and, <laughs> were tra- they really? and training. Yeah. So I was like, well, I took a week off, and then I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna still play, like, there's no point on you know so you taking just took a time. Week. I took a week off. I went to the Bahamas with my fiance and uh, enjoyed it. And then I came back, and it was it was full out. I was I was back on the ice, and I was I was going. Uh, so it was. Uh, I think it was a good thing. Honestly, yeah. I think uh, you know usually you'll take that month or so to to kind of you know relax. And I you know I just didn't do that. I was like, you know what? I still want to play, and. Uh, I uh, I kept training and felt good. I, I I didn't really get off the ice, and I I did it to where I wasn't you know you know going to the going to the uh, going to the rink and not being happy you know. So I I I did it to, in a way where I was still enjoying it and um, I felt good. Then I went home and trained with Robs for a month in August, and skated with all the guys there and uh, and got ramped up. But I was like there was a there was a week there where I was like, all right, Robs, this is the middle of August, like I. I I don't have a contract. I don't have even a job. So like, I'm going. I'm going up to the lake. Like, I'll I'll see you. I'll I'll see you when I see you because I can't do this anymore. And it was Tuesday afternoon. I was driving up to see my family at the at the cottage, and then I got a call from uh, my agent, and and called him, and uh, I was coming here on a PTO, and I was like that. Like it was just. Like the sequence was so weird because I was like, all right, Roz, my my gears going in the garbage. I'm done. It's crazy how stuff works. Yeah, and then two days later, I get a call and I'm like, all right. So spent been a few days at the lake. Turned around and was right back at get Gary, back Gary's chance. house, and I'm right yeah. Luckily, it wasn't two weeks, so it was only a few days. But I was right back with him, and then uh, it was full throttle ahead. And I was, uh, I got that when I got the call that I was coming here. I just I got that excitement back. And then I talked to Lars and he told me how hard camp was going to be and, uh, you know, how everything was going to go. And obviously talking to Bullsey and I was like, you know, perfect. So it was uh, uh, it was great. So I went back, skated, felt really good. I feel really good coming into camp. Uh, you know, camp's been hard. It's been competitive. Um, and then I felt really good in, uh, in, in Pittsburgh. So, uh, you know, you're, I know there's no job here for me, but there was no job for me in St. Louis. And I, I want to come in here and I, I want to take one of the, one of the kids jobs i guess and um you know i feel like i uh I, I can do that and i feel like uh they could use me here and um you know i still still got that uh you know competitive edge and, and, and want to play and want to win and uh, all the all the good stuff
1: what, what's the hardest what's the thing you dread with gary roberts i used to hate doing it running the stairs we used to do it weighted it yeah. would be like misery yeah um there's something you're like oh this week i know no I,
2: he's uh, we've i mean we're so close but uh, staying at his house is hilarious like he this guy just lives it you know like 4 15 i can hear him uh i can hear him coming down in the morning i'm in the basement i can hear him coming down the stairs and i'm like oh no it's got to be <laughs> like just after four and he's got all the tools in his basement so he's you know he lies out he's got a mat that he lies on and then he, and he's in the sauna and then he's having a cold plunge and then he's on the bike and then the, he's so, doing that. Oh yeah, he's doing this before he goes to the gym. This, this <laughs> That's is outstanding. Yeah. So then I I know it's probably like 5:30 and then it's like all I hear is kneel alert. Knee alert. <laughs> That's like, your wake oh, up call? Well, that then it's my turn to do that. Oh, you go then do I that. Then I go too. do that. So then I go do that and then we'll go to the gym. And then uh-huh. we'll go on the ice. Uh, we'll go on the ice at like 7 7:30 and then I'll we'll skate and then uh you know usually Usually it's with, like, only a couple guys, and then all the guys come in, and then we skate again, and we'll do, like, a full practice, and then I'll go up, get treatment, and then, uh, and then, uh, work out and train, he'll come train with me again, or whatever the heck I want That's to do. That's amazing. And then we'll go to his house, we'll chill out or go golf, and then we'll be back in, like, 6.37, we'll be on the... You know who knows if he'll want to do another bike ride or something. Come on! Like, oh man! Does he go to bed at like six in the evening or no? He go. He stays up till the guy. Uh, the guy's nuts. He's, he's he'll stay up till he'll stay up. will stay up to ten thirty, and I'm like, I'm done. It's <laughs> over. Cause and then he, sure enough, next morning same thing. But uh, you know, it's just so much respect for him. Like you know, you hear you hear about guys that do training and and stuff, and they're trainers and stuff. Like this guy, just he lives it. You know, like he. He he's still jacked. Like he's he loves going out in the ice still, and he's uh you know he's a fierce uh, he's a fierce competitor. Well oh, that's so elite. He, that. It is elite, and he you know he runs he runs the best program in Toronto because of it. Uh, um, he uh, he he does every day, and he cares so much uh, cares so much about his players, the, the guys he has that come with come into the program. Um, you know I've been with him since I've I was fourteen. Okay, I would take the go train in after uh, I was in high school. Or just going into high school, and I would take the I take the GO train in, um, and I would go right into Union Station. I don't know if anyone knows around Toronto or how it works, but I was in Whitby. so it was about an hour train ride in. You stop along the way, so I get into Union Station, and that's kind of downtown Toronto. And he had a gym; it was called Station Seven, and it was in it was just in Union Station. He was playing for the Leafs at this time and I hadn't even been drafted to the OHL and I would go in there and then I'd met Gary and he was from Whitby too and I was like you know he's a guy I look up to you know one of my favorite players and uh I would go in there and train and then uh th- that's how I that's how I met him and uh ever since then it's been like 20 years and I I've, I've been with him ever since and he's uh yeah, he's taken uh, great care of me but uh he uh, he takes care of his guys and now we work out of Aurora so um he's uh he's a he's a special guy
1: and that's, I mean, you have to have an edge with that. You have to have a confidence coming to camp after going through something like that all season. You look great out there. You said you feel great. Um, I can't. Ima- I I didn't know it was to to that degree that you were in there, like
2: living with him. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I always uh, just because you know, as much as he's my coach, you know, we're we're good. We're really good friends. So. Uh, you know, and obviously at the age now, it's uh, it's it's a lot different. But uh, yeah, I love going. I love staying with him. I'm in because I'm in Nashville half the time, so I get to go home and get to see him and get to see my family a little bit. But um, you know, when I'm going home, I know it's 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 work based and it's time to get ready for the season. So uh, yeah, it's it's fun. He's uh, you know he, he pushes you. It's it's uh, you. It's like almost like you're trying to keep up with him, but he's the old retired guy. So <laughs> yeah. so it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. He's great.
1: Does he watch your shifts too? You get, uh, he'll watch. You he'll watch I don't do video with you him. Don't no, do video. no, no, no. You have he he that knows. Does
2: that? Uh, I did a little bit uh, um, coming up a bit, but uh, yeah, over the over the last few years, you know, I I'm old enough now. I know where. I know, you know what to look for. I know what to look for. I know if I'm playing playing good or playing bad. Yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah. pay extra for that. You don't either. need to vi- pay someone yeah. else to tell yeah. you what you just and did. Especially wrong. the video the, component. Costs especially much. over the last four years, when you when you're when you're only playing seven eight minutes a game, you not you don't even have. Oh, enough, those shifts. You just don't live have enough, enough. <laughs> I know what that's yeah, like. I know, you're like yeah. I had one bad shift. That's yeah. why I didn't play yeah. nine minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so you, don't, you know there wasn't even enough shifts to, to pay someone for it. So.
0: james i i just have one more subject for you and that is uh, you played in pittsburgh with Sidney crosby you played in edmonton with connor mcdavid um can you compare those two how similar are those guys and just they're obviously
2: elite players uh they drive the game but how similar are they um you know their games are i wouldn't say are very similar i would say the their competitiveness and uh you know the way they live and how bad they want to be the best in the world that that's the comparison they are uh you know uh top and and just great people great great they're great people they uh so welcoming to to uh you know to you for for Sid you know I'm still buddies with him to this day and you know he texts me after the game laughing about something you know it's but uh he was great for me to come into Pittsburgh and you know took great care of me but and we're the same age too so we're in the same draft but uh, you know the way they go to the rink and and practice and and just everything they do to, to be the best is is uh, is impressive and I'm I'm lucky that I got to uh, got to be around them and play with them and it's uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun to be around those guys and, and and see how they they work on a daily basis. Connor's I've known Connor for a long time because uh, he's come to Gary since he was a young kid. You know he was playing in Erie uh, even before he was in Erie. He would come out and skate with us as like a, a 14. 14 year old kid 15 year old kid and man he was i think he was he was uh, he i don't know if he'd ever admit it but he was probably taking it easy on us at that that <laughs> that age because he didn't want to embarrass guys that were in the nhl because he was that much better than everybody but he's uh he's impressive uh so it was it was, it was cool to be able to go to edmonton and, uh, and play with them but they're uh they're two two great guys two great captains and um you know they're uh, a lot of fun to be around too
1: I want to ask you, sorry, Bob, about the Blue Jackets here. When you walk into this locker room, we're all talking about Line A and, and Johnny Goodrow. Um, you've played with, well, that's the hockey's... That's hockey, where I was going anyway, Yeah, that's that, the uh, right. hockey's highest yeah. IQ. But yeah. w- tell us about these two guys and what you see just quickly and, and seeing them this quick. And then also playing against them.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, Johnny I got to play with in Calgary. I thought so. So, uh, yeah, he's On great. his line? Yeah. Uh, not, not much, no. No, Calgary was kind Of the death of me when I went there, I, I was on the fourth line just, just chugging away, so chipping it in it, and chipping it out. Yeah, it was been a battle since then, but uh, uh I went there to play on his line, that's what I was signing, that's what I thought I was going to do. But uh he's, uh, he's a special player, Johnny. Is he uh, you know, he's so deceptive, his IQ is so high, he's he's he can see the ice all the time. And you know, all the if you watch him out there, he picks a puck up and like his head is going everywhere, he knows exactly where everybody is, he's turning, he's He's moving, and then he's got the, uh, he's got that scoring ability too. As much as you say he's a passer, he's he's got a great shot. He's he's sneaky. He's got a great release, and him and Patty will be uh, be really good together because they both uh, they both see the game, uh, you know, very very similar, and their uh, you know their hockey cues like off the charts. And uh, Patty, I played against him a lot in uh, in Winnipeg, and try to give it to him as much as I could. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, you know, he's. You know, he's matured a lot, I think, as you just playing against him and seeing him in there. He's, you know, he's a quiet guy, goes about his business. Um, but on the ice, you know, the way he can put pucks in guys' feet and that long reach and he pulls in and his shots, unbelievable. So, um, you know, it'll be good to get to know him here a little bit. Uh, but those guys are uh, two good guys and fun to watch. Can you play center? I know. I, <laughs> that's, that's what I was saying. We had like, how many centermen do we have heard right now? Or <laughs> I, I said I might have to start. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. And they're competitive, right? They're I mean, very competitive. I think uh, anyone that's that good, I think their compete levels off the charts. Just just has to be, and um, you know, they they uh, those guys want to be the best. You know, each night they're pushing. Uh, uh, you know, they're pushing to be the best. So, well, James, we
0: really appreciate you taking all this time with us. Uh, honestly, and as Jody said. We're a fan. We're rooting for you. Yeah. I mean, to have somebody with your experience come in here and, and trying to do the things that you're doing, I uh, hope you're able to get it done and and be here and be a
2: part of what's going on here. So and Jared can be your coach. That'd be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it, it would be. So, no, I appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot.
0: There he is, the real deal. James Neal joining us tonight here on the Inside Edge. Stay tuned. Jody and I will wrap things up for you after this on 97.1 The Fan. Getting ready to wrap up tonight's edition of the Inside Edge. Jody, you talked about it uh, before we spoke with James Neal. We're going to have a conversation. That was a conversation. It covered a lot of things. And uh, that is – maybe that's the kind of shot in the arm that you need. A a guy like that with that kind of experience coming in here and really trying to help some of these young players along. I like what
1: he said uh, towards the end there where he talked about there's no spot here, you know, but I'm going to take a spot. And – just his presence uh, sitting down with him you know he was, you couldn't see it on, on the radio interview but he was smiling the whole time you know and, and he gave us that time and really was thorough and it's great to pick a, a veteran's mind and here's a guy and he said it he's been humbled and you can tell by his focus and and how he looks in camp and uh, it was a, it was a great interview to sit down with uh, one of the longtime NHLers who's looking to to continue his career and, and to see that appreciation of the organization and, and the relationships he has built through this organization uh, and wants to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, and to go down to the American Hockey League at the end of the year, like you talked about, some days he was asking himself, what am I doing here? But it's, um, I, I don't know. I, I loved what he said there about he still wants to play because at some point, and you know this because you're sitting here with me, at some point, yeah. somebody, you're either going to look in the mirror or somebody's going to tap you on the shoulder and the message is going to be, that's it it's over and for James Neal he doesn't want it to be over yet and the Blue Jackets could really benefit from that yeah and I think you know when he
1: is done he's got a great voice Bob so he could be uh into broadcasting
0: (laughs) (laughs) good thing we didn't tell him that yeah well I was going to but I thought you
1: know he doesn't want to need to
0: have his mind there yet. all right the Blue Jackets back at it this week couple of games this week they've got uh, the Buffalo Sabres here tomorrow night and then go into St. Louis to play um well, there will be different lineups. There are some guys that didn't get a chance to play on Sunday that probably get a look. And, and for young players especially, the ones that will be going back to junior, these opportunities to play in these preseason games is invaluable.
1: Ah, it's, uh, I can't tell you how exciting it is for a young player to put on the National Hockey League jersey, play in the National Hockey League arena, um, play against some of the players they, they've watched their whole career when, when they're coming from college or junior or Europe. It's, uh, you know, you get in the locker room before the game, you get on the ice for warm-up, the music is there, you're, you're so juiced up, and it's something you never, ever forget. And for the young guys especially, um, for everyone, it, it's awesome. For the older guys, it's kind of like, okay, I've, camp is finally at a point what i've been dreaming about since august 1st you know i want to get my first preseason game in see how i feel in a real battle see how i feel the guys performed in the first two games i have to up my level the competition is on uh we just talked to james neal trying to make an impact is you know the younger kids now that have those positions are like he's coming i gotta i gotta play better so those competitions are great but the yeah it's invaluable it gives them confidence if they're going back to junior and, and, and they know it, it gives them that extra boost as they walk back in the jun- uh, rooms in junior. So it's nice to have eight games. I mean, it's not ideal. The, the veteran guys probably don't love it, but it's uh, It's fun in their eyes too to see these kids get to put on those jerseys.
0: Yeah, I talked to Denton Matechuk earlier this morning. He was leaving the rink, and I said, uh, are you enjoying yourself in Columbus? you, you enjoying Columbus? And he said, well, you know, I see the hotel and I see the yeah. rink, and, and that's about it. And but he said uh, the hotel is great. Coming to the rink is awesome. Yeah. And I mean, here's a guy that was taken in the first round, twelfth overall last summer, and just what you're talking about. I mean, this is uh, nothing can go wrong, right? Uh, this week because you're just so happy to be here. But also, when he's playing in games, the organization they like a lot of things about his game and. These are the things that he needs to show in the in the short
1: time he's here. Perhaps. Exactly, and he's the guy they're watching closely. I mean, whatever your trajectory is, everyone is different. I mean, Cole Sillinger—they watched him last year, and he's a great example to all these kids who played against him in junior. Uh, a guy like Matejchuk, who knows him from Western Canada, uh, guys that you know are older than him when they're 20 years old or 19 last year, thinking, "Wow, that that could be me." So. These guys are all coming in here. They've got the great advice all summer. They probably have great advice from player development to come in and and be a certain way and and play their game. And and who knows if someone could make the team this year. But this organization is in a, a unique spot where they could make a spot for someone, because it's not go to the Stanley Cup Finals team laden with veterans, but it's also a team that doesn't need to have those guys stay here like Cole last year. It wasn't necessary. He could have gone elsewhere and played and, and matured. So uh, we'll see what happens. That's, that's the fun dynamic of watching camp is seeing how these jobs unfold and how these uh, players can fit in. But to me, it looks like there's so many defense. You know, I, Jay Christians is the guy the other night. Uh, I like the way he skates. He looked great. I, I like the way he plays. He made, you know, one or two errors, but that's because he has the, enough confidence to try that. So, you know, these are guys who don't talk about a lot, but there's a number of them uh, that probably have a chip on them on their shoulder now because they've been around for a couple of years. The new guys and the new draft picks, are that's what everyone's talking about. But the experience from the, the American Hockey League, the taste of the NHL, now another camp under their belt. Um, you're gonna see you're gonna see this as this these guys get these chances in these two games this week, but also next week, who's around and who could seriously have a, a long look. it's a uh, it's an exciting time for the organization and, and you just have to credit. Yarmo and his team and how they've filled the cupboard and brought in guys like James Neal and and really understand who can fit in this organization. Yeah, no question
0: about it. What a difference a year makes as far as... I've the, heard that before. As far as the personnel and, and what <laughs> might happen here, and, and as Jody just said, we still don't have any idea what it might look like in the end. Tomorrow night, the Blue Jackets and the Buffalo Sabres, 7 o'clock at Nationwide Arena. Our pregame coverage starts at 645 tomorrow night right here on The Fan. Thanks to James Neal for joining us here this evening. For Jody Shelley, I'm Bob McKelligot. Thanks for listening to the Inside Edge here on 97.1 The Fan.